BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. China Stories Shanghai's elderly COVID patients have a hard time coping with centralized quarantine. Published by Caixin Global, written by Xu Wen and Celine Yang. Read by Nandini Venkata. In the early hours of Tuesday, Juria's 94-year-old grandmother was taken away from her home. She said, they pried open our door. Her uncle called her at 2.47 a.m. on Tuesday, but his voice was drowned out by the chaos at the other end. Juria's uncle, who's 74, was locked down in his home with her grandmother from the end of March. That's due to COVID cases being found in their residential complex in Yichuan Sertsun in Putuo District, Shanghai. On April 13th, the two took antigen tests, and they both were positive. The next day, the neighborhood committee came to administer PCR tests, but no results have been reported since. Family members have sent them cough syrup and fever medication just in case their conditions worsen. Fortunately, the two only had mild coughs, with no fever, and, as the series of their antigen test results showed, they were on a steady track of recovery. First, on April 15th, Jurier's uncle texted her to say that his antigen test was negative. On the following day, her grandmother's antigen test displayed a weak positive result and also then turned negative over the next two days. Yet, on the afternoon of April 18th, Juria's uncle told her that he had received a call from the neighborhood committee, requesting that they prepare to leave immediately for Putor's temporary treatment facility by bus. Her grandmother suffers from high blood pressure and chronic heart conditions, and her uncle underwent surgery at the start of the year for prostate cancer, and he's on daily medication. Given their age and their health conditions, Juria thought that they are both ill-suited to be moved to a makeshift hospital. Since their latest antigen tests were negative, she hoped that they could be permitted to stay at home for self-monitoring. Juria then wrote a lengthy post on what her grandmother went through on a WeChat official account, pleading for exempting her grandmother from the move and asking readers to repost her story. It quickly went viral across social media platforms. But her grandmother was still taken away. Amid Shanghai's worst ever COVID-19 outbreak, elderly residents, particularly those with underlying diseases, have been struggling to cope with the reality that they have to be transferred for centralized isolation once infected, instead of quarantining at home. Later, Juria learned from her uncle that at 2 a.m. on Tuesday, people knocked on the door. Both of them were already asleep and did not answer. 
she said. After knocking for a while, they forcibly entered the room. Her uncle recalled, the visitors said that they were going to bring her grandmother to the hospital, and her grandmother refused. They then wrapped the blanket around her and prepared to carry her away. In the midst of the argument, the old lady was dropped on the floor. Fearing for her health, Juria's uncle agreed to leave with the people. He helped her get dressed, and then they left at around 3.30am for the isolation facility at Taopujan Community Health Service Centre in Putuor. The facility was already out of beds, and the pair sat in the corridor for the rest of the night. That same night, Zhao Qi, a resident of Chanfeng Xinsun Residential Area in Putuor, was also sent to an isolation facility with his 80-year-old mother. On April 8th, the pair's antigen test results were positive, and four days later on April 12th, their PCR tests came back positive. Over the following days, they collected their belongings and packed, waiting for the officials to move them to a temporary treatment facility, but the facility refused to receive them. On April 16th, Jar received a call from the neighborhood committee. The neighborhood committee told him that they were too old and the community facility couldn't receive them, so they needed to self-isolate at home. Over the next few days, they self-isolated at home. Both of them took antigen tests daily and all results were negative. Jar took photos of their antigen tests and sent them to the neighborhood committee. But on April 18th, new extractions came. He said, that afternoon, the neighborhood committee called again and told us we must move to a temporary care facility. I thought that such facilities would be like the ones we saw on the television, and that was quite acceptable, but I didn't expect to end up here. Jia told Session that he and his mother boarded the bus at about 4pm and they were finally dropped off at the isolation facility at East China Normal University No. 4 Affiliated Middle School after seven hours of travel. It was already late at night when they arrived. Lin, who was also at the same facility, recalled that at about 11.30pm, a bus dropped off more than 30 elderly residents from Putuo including Zhao and his mother. Lin found that most of the passengers had underlying health conditions, and at least six of them are above the age of 80. Lin told Saishin that the facility was set up in the school canteen on the second floor. It had about 160 beds, and more than half of those admitted were elderly. The first batch of elderly that he knew of had already been there for a week, and some of these elderly were already facing shortages of medicines for high blood pressure, diabetes, cardiovascular diseases that they had to take regularly. The living conditions of the facility are basic. In videos Lynn took of the isolation facility, numerous people with white hair are seen sitting or lying on single camping beds. Seeing such conditions, Ja became worried about his mother. He said, one needs ample rest after contracting COVID. I'm very worried about her being sent here. Furthermore, it has been 11 days since she was infected, and she feels fine. 
Perhaps she has already recovered. I'm very scared of her being reinfected here. Lynn was stunned to see the facility had no medical equipment and only two medical staff on duty. He said, the isolation facility is sufficient for young people in terms of living conditions, but it is quite inconvenient for the aged, especially as there isn't any capacity for emergency medical attention here. Lynn hoped that the aged and their family members could be relocated to a hospital with better emergency medical care or another isolation facility with better conditions. In the Jiangpu Road residential area of Yangpu District, the fate of Han Lu's 96-year-old grandmother is yet to be determined. Her grandmother has been paralyzed and bedridden for years, and she cannot take care of herself. She is attended to by caretakers around the clock, and she is entirely dependent on them to feed her. Each meal takes an hour to finish. Han's grandmother caught the virus from her caretaker. On April 15th, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention called the family and informed them of her infection. After learning of her condition, the staff verbally told them that she could stay at home for recovery. Yet, on April 17th, the neighborhood committee told them that Han's grandmother needs to go to a community facility for recovery. Since April 18th, Han has reached out to the community numerous times, reporting her grandmother's condition and hoping for an allowance to be made for her to stay at home. But the committee has never given a clear response. After reading Jurye's story, Han grew increasingly anxious. She said, I earnestly hope that the officials will learn of my grandmother's very real conditions and difficulties and be more humane so as to allow her to stay at home.